Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Well, a lot's changed in the last 24 hours. We thought we were going to be talking coaching news. Denver gets Sean Payton, and the Houston Texans get D'Amico Ryan's. And then about 90 minutes ago, Tom Brady had this to say in a video he released on Twitter. There's a big buildup. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time. So when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super... Emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So, uh, really, thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. It was yesterday at this time when we're speculating, how about the Broncos? If Brock Purdy's out for six to eight months, longer, six, nine months, a year, could you bring in Tom Brady, one and done with the 49ers? What about the Raiders? Maybe the Dolphins? Maybe staying in Tampa Bay? Speculation amongst his friends, according to reports, that he was leaning towards playing once again. And all of a sudden, he announces that he's retiring. Like, what? I'd love to know what happened. An hour before this. Last night, who did he tell? He tell his kids? He tell Giselle? Who's shooting it? Is Tom holding a device where he's filming this on the beach? But I'd love to know what that conversation was like, what he was like as he's getting ready to make that announcement. Because it was a year ago on this day, Tom Brady announced his retirement. Now, that's where he felt like he was pushed in, pressured into announcing his retirement. And then we know 40 days later, he announced that he was coming back. I started to look at the other dates, you know, February 1st for Tom Brady. 2015, he won a Super Bowl when Malcolm Butler had the interception against Seattle. 2004, Adam Vinatieri kicked the field goal. Four seconds to go. He won a Super Bowl. Patriots 
beating the Panthers. Last year, he announces his retirement, comes back, and now he announces his retirement once again. This time for good. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you, our streaming partners, and you can download the app, watch for free. Chat row, those chatting, play nice. Uh, operator, Tyler, standing by with your phone calls. And we say good morning to our radio affiliates around the country. The Broncos uh, made the trade with the Saints. I was told initially it was going to be two first-round picks. Turned out that it was a first and a second. And uh, Denver gets Sean Payton. Not without a little drama, because Ian Rappaport yesterday, NFL Insider, said, unbelievable. The Broncos spent today trying to hire D'Amico Ryans again before he committed to the Texans, sources say. When he agreed to terms with the Texans, they moved and finalized Sean Payton. Well, Adam Schefter said timing of today's two hires was completely coincidental. The Broncos were zeroed in on Sean Payton and didn't make any contact this week with D'Amico Ryans or his agent. Denver was focused on Payton and Houston on Ryans. Those are two different stories. You're covering it completely opposite there. Somebody doesn't have it correct there. Yeah, Paulie. Could you see the Broncos kicking the tires on another coach, even though Peyton was their dream coach? Because my guess is D'Amico Ryans is going to make less than half of Sean Payton. If money... And I don't have to trade for D'Amico Ryans. Right. There's no trade you have to give up. Yeah. I, I wonder if they kick the tires or they don't care about money with the family. Well, I would care about the draft picks. Right. you, you got to give up a first round and a second round draft pick. That's what I would care about. Um, yeah. I mean, if D'Amico Ryans is as advertised, the now former San Francisco defensive coordinator, sure, I'm going to get him for $10 million a year less, and I don't have to give up those draft picks with a franchise that's already given up too many draft picks for Russell Wilson. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, we'll talk to Marcellus. Why, what, Fritzy? We have a special someone on the line. Who's the special someone? Actor, director, filmmaker. Tom Brady. Oh, no, better than Tom Brady. Better than Sean Payton even going to my Broncos. Star of so many things, including Breaking Bad, Malcolm in the Middle, up for all kinds of awards, Broadway, he does it all. Brian Cranston. That's the gentleman. Oh, oh all right. Oh, gosh. You, you, you're sending me into retirement. You're announcing your retirement. Okay. Wow. This is, this is a bad day to do that, Brian. Good. I'm I'm going to take my talent to Southwest and sit on a porch. Uh, what's going on? Hey, man. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I was just listening to the show. Uh, boy, Brady announces again. Uh, Sean Payton going to Denver. I love it. I know Sean a little bit. He's going to turn that franchise around. I really believe it. Mm, okay. Anything? I really think so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is that why, I, is that why you called? No, no, no I wanted to, <laughs> You're I a wanted Rams to, guy, aren't you? I am a Rams guy. I am. And, you know, uh, last year the NFL asked me to do a, a narration on the Rams season and their ultimate uh, Super Bowl victory. And so I was very proud to be able to lend my – my voice to the to the film and and i think it was my narration of that film that put the rams in the position to repeat wow you did a great job i'd like to hear you voice the rams you know seasonal recap this year 
<laughs> well, it's a short recap. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the wheels fell off. Uh, but you know, I mean, it's all about regrouping, isn't it? They have to they have to do their job. Are you going to the Super Bowl this year? I am. Uh, I have an announcement. Uh, Aaron Paul and I are reprising our roles in Breaking Bad for a Super Bowl commercial for Popcorners. It's so much fun. Uh, we, we had a blast doing this. Okay. And uh, Vince Gilligan, the guy who created Breaking Bad, yeah. directed it. Oh, boy. So we have a it's, – it's a lot of fun. You know, it, it, with doing seven years – of that show, we didn't have a chance very often to just cut up and have a lot of fun. And so getting that, getting a lot of the crew back together, we shot this commercial for Popcorners and we just had a blast. Anyway, so I'm going to, I'm going to uh, Phoenix for the game. But what I realized is that when I did the NFL narration, um, part of the deal was that the NFL supplied two tickets to the game. Well, those two tickets are now in excess of what I have. So I came up with this idea to donate the tickets to a raffle. Everything benefits Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America, and it includes these two tickets to the Super Bowl, airfare, hotel, transportation, and I'm going to rendezvous with the winner, and you can meet me. Um, And all you have to do, to support it is make a donation to to Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America. Go to BrianCranstonBigGame.com and make a donation. All it costs is five bucks and put yourself into the running. We're going to have the drawing on uh, Wednesday the 8th, one week from today. Awesome. Um, so I'm hoping everybody can get involved and uh, you may be going to the Super Bowl. Okay, once again, uh, BrianCranstonBigGame.com. I have that right? That's correct. All right. Yeah. It costs you five bucks. Everything, 100% of the proceeds goes to Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America, and you get to meet uh, Brian Cranston. You won't be in Walter White character, right? That You're just going to be Brian Cranston for the meet and greet? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Uh, you know, I'm that. Walter White may have been retired. He's going to sit next to uh, Tom Brady on the porch. (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. Uh, Will you keep us up to date on this? Can we get updates from you? uh, Yeah. Listen, I'd love to come back on the show. And if we can, I'd love to be able to do the drawing on your show. Can we arrange that for a week from today to be able to do the drawing? And I can announce the person who's going. Two tickets, airfare, hotel, transpo. It's the whole thing. And every single dollar goes to Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America. That is awesome. All right. Um, Fritzy, you'll get all the information from Brian, and then we'll, we'll have him back. And Absolutely. then we'll make the drawing next Wednesday. Uh, hey, Brian, great Love to it. talk to you. We look forward to seeing you in Arizona. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. And that's Brian Cranston. Wow. Yeah. A nice little surprise there. He called on the he called on the normal line. I know, like that. You know, I, like Fritzy usually gives the celebrities a hotline. Yeah, Brian in Los Angeles. Yeah, <laughs> so it's BrianCranstonBigGame.com. Costs five dollars. All the money goes to Big Brothers Big Sisters of America, and you get tickets to the game, uh, hotel, accommodations, airfare, and you get to meet Brian Cranston. That's great. Yeah, Paul. I still go back to the one of the wilder stories when we did the show. I think it was two thousand nine or ten in Miami. 
there was DirecTV had that beach ball, and there was a kid standing out there. And I say kid because he looked like a kid. He was about 5'8", 140, standing with his dad. He was all excited to meet the guy. He's like, McLovin, Dan, <laughs> Fritzy. He's yelling, and he comes over. We start talking to him, and we ask him, so what, nice kid. Meet my dad. He's a huge fan of the show. And we're like, what do you do for a living? He goes, oh, I'm an actor. I'm like, oh, really? For, for a living? He goes, yeah, we just shot a show for, uh, I think, is it A&E that it started on? Yeah, Breaking I think Bad? so. They couldn't. I think there are other networks that turned down Breaking Bad. I said, what's the show? And McLovin's like, what's the show? He goes, it's about a high school chemistry teacher becomes a meth dealer. And we're like, oh, congratulations. Good luck with that guy. And his name was Aaron Paul. Yeah. And McLovin goes, that's a disaster yeah. waiting to happen. I'm like, a, a math teacher becomes a, a meth dealer. That's not going to get picked up. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Jeff Darlington for the Mothership. Nobody broke the news about Tom Brady, but if anybody has news about Tom Brady, it'll be Jeff Darlington. He'll join us coming up here in about 10 minutes. Phone calls always welcome. Poll question for hour two. We'll hear from Seton O'Connor. He's on the road, I think, leaving Chicago en route to Des Moines, Iowa. Yes, Fritzy. Who had the worst Who? day today? Teams that wanted to sign Brady, 49%. Greg Olson, 36%. The Broncos, 15%. Okay. Do we have another poll question for hour two? We have some other suggestions. Okay, games. well, why don't you let me know what those suggestions are? Let's do that. All right. Do you want LeBron James to break Kareem's <laughs> NBA all-time scoring record? Absolutely. Good for him. Or, no, I'd rather Kareem keep the record. Well, I mean, he's earned it. I. I, this isn't like Laker fans attached to LeBron James. It's not like he's one of us. Kareem is one of you. And I think that's where it's probably a, maybe mixed emotions. Maybe maybe it's not mixed emotions. It's like, yeah, all right, LeBron's going to break the record, but Kareem is still our guy. I mean, LeBron is still a Cleveland Cavalier to me. He'll always be a Cleveland Cavalier. Yeah, more. It's more of the Michael Jordan. When he passed Michael Jordan, he's still not the GOAT, though. 6-0 in the finals. Michael Jordan never missed a shot. Yeah. LeBron had his first triple-double of the season. Also the first player since Tim Duncan to have a triple-double after the age of 38. And uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was a, LeBron playing great. Lakers playing well. Went into overtime. Got the win. And now you're just kind of waiting. Do they do anything? Can they do anything? Can they add somebody else? And, and if so, what's that going to mean, be, bigger picture here? But LeBron uh, looks like next week he'll break that record. Yeah, Paul. The numbers records don't really stamp you as the best of all time. And really, any sport. You know, Emmett Smith, I don't think, to be fair to him, people consider him the greatest running back of all time. No. There's, there's a Jim Brown group. There's a Walter Payton group. There's, there's a different groups of Barry Sanders. You know, in, in basketball, even, even Brady, Brady doesn't get it for his yardage. He gets it for the Super Bowls for the greatest of all time. If Brady had the yardage with and had two Super Bowls, he'd be in a different category. He'd be Peyton Manning. Right, or, or you know, Drew Brees, yardage-wise, is top three quarterback of all time. Yeah. But wins in Super Bowl is different. It, yardage doesn't matter. Well, Look, when people say that um, LeBron, greatest career of all time, is it better than Bill Russell's career? Because his career is better than Michael Jordan's career. If you look at number of times in the finals, the statistics, all-time leading score, top five in assists, you know, the longevity, playing at a high level, it's a better career in totality. But with Bill Russell, nobody ever looks at Bill's numbers. They look at one number, 11. How can you have a better career than a guy who was the centerpiece for 11 championships? 
an Olympic gold medal, and two national titles in college. Yeah, Paul. You saw it. We didn't. I've always wanted to. Was Bill Russell clearly the best player on that team, or was he the lead player and a lot of high-end players? He See, it's difficult to say. You know, Bill's skill level wasn't what is typical to today's NBA player. He wasn't a great scorer, shooter. He was just, he had presence. And, you know, Will Chamberlain had 55 rebounds in a game against Bill Russell. You know, Will probably scored over 40, you know, quite a few times on Bill Russell. But when you needed to have a game and a win, Bill Russell seemed to come up big. But if Bill Russell had six titles, not 11, he would not be in the conversation. Not with Jordan. But 11, it, to me, it's a different, we, we have different answers to the same question. Now, if you, who's the greatest player of all time? Well, I would say LeBron with what he's done with his career of all time, everything. Uh, you, you know, Michael was in six finals. Well, what happened all the other times? Like, can we give LeBron credit that he got there? And sometimes he got there with inferior talent. Uh, Bill Russell had a team full of Hall of Famers. Well, were they Hall of Famers because Bill Russell helped make them winners? Therefore, Tommy Heinsohn's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Marv. This might sound like it's the 70s Steelers. You look at probably some of those numbers where you're like, wait, he averaged how much and he's a Hall of Famer? Well, yeah, if you're on eight championship teams and you're the third best player, okay, you're going to get Hall of Fame treatment, but maybe not Hall of Famer in those you know uh, traditional numbers. I wish we would just celebrate LeBron and not you know try to categorize it or you know he's no Michael Jordan. Okay, if you said I had one game to win, I would take Michael Jordan. But it, I'm, I'm looking at a career, and I can't deny what I saw, what I've seen. And, and really, what's to come? Who knows how long he's going to play? I mean, it's remarkable to be this good at this age. And you're going to be the all-time leading scorer, and you're going to be top five in assists? And top five in steals, if you want to include that as well. Yeah, Paul. What Marvin was saying about what winning can do to a career, is it fair to say that Clay Thompson of the Warriors is going to the Hall of Fame? Yeah. You didn't even, you didn't even blink when I said it. He averaged 19 and a half points a game for his career. And, and, there's, and that's almost not by choice, but by, I don't know, fair, whatever word you want to use, he could average more on another team. He'd be averaging 26 if he was playing for the Yeah, but Orlando Reggie Magic. Miller averaged 19 for his career. Right. He was the go-to guy and only went to one NBA Finals. Clay... Did what he did, and they won championship. Yeah. Draymond Green is probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Averaging 11 and six, yeah. 7, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, so sort of a Dennis Rodman type. Yeah, Marv. Yeah, Reggie's a weird one because he only has five All-Star games, but not all five All-Star games are created equal. I think he was an All-Star in 1990 and in 2000. And he had, like, all those big moments when they, you know, he did the Hall of Fame. How many shots did he make that you go on the, um, I don't know what you call it, the reels? The all-time highlight reel? Correct. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. And, and look, I, I know when I go down this path and I start to hear people telling me about Michael Jordan, I saw it all, folks, okay? This is not anti-Michael. It's pro-LeBron, which people have a hard time, you know? Swallow it. He, he's, that's the greatest career of all time, in my opinion. All right, we'll talk more Tom Brady. Jeff Darlington from The Mothership will join us right after this, Dan Patrick Show. Uh, Seton's going to call us in about 25 minutes from the road, and the boys were having fun yesterday in the uh, Sprinter van. You know, you go in that van, and, and it's, I mean, it's luxurious. 
You got the sink there. You got a, a shower. You got a toilet. You got a TV. You can, you know, fold it out. And you got a bed in there. 16 body types, a choice of gas or diesel engine, thousands of ways to customize, capable and versatile enough to help drive your ambitions. And you could win your very own Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van customized by Gretsch RV by entering the Dan Patrick Show's Ultimate Fan Van Sweepstakes. To enter, get official rules, visit danpatrick.com, your chance to win. So go ahead. Now's the time to unlock your potential. You can... Cross this off your bucket list. You can hit the road. Reawaken that spirit of adventure. Sprinter Van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal. Go to danpatrick.com, your chance to win. Go ahead. Now's the time. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Van. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We will get to more of your phone calls coming up. A lot of people have thoughts on Tom Brady announcing his retirement at around 8.30 this morning via his Twitter page. Tom breaking the news. 
But if anybody knows more about Tom Brady and the inner workings, it's Jeff Darlington, the ESPN NFL reporter, kind enough to join us. Jeff, if I would have told you yesterday at this time that Tom Brady was going to announce his retirement this morning, you would have said what? I would have believed it, Dan, and I say that um, mostly because I remember last year one of the things that he didn't he didn't like about uh, when we broke the story was the fact that he didn't like the idea of it upstaging the conference championship games. So my belief was that we were on the clock starting this week after those conference championship games. And I, for the past few months, have really felt like it was either going to be a return to the Bucks or retirement. So to be completely honest with you, this is not necessarily a big surprise to me or kind of people who have who have understood Tom's way of thinking recently. It felt like it was a surprise because we were opening the door, the hypothetical door right. of, hey, go to San Francisco. Does he stay in Tampa? What about the Raiders? What about the Dolphins? You're just saying if he was coming back that it was going to be Tampa and that was it? Yeah, and it's funny, Dan. I'm not uh, like I'm the same as everyone else in the regard that like I've been hearing that I, I, the Bucks have felt that way. Tom has kind of made clear to them even that look, I'm not going to go play for another team. But even then, all of us, including people close to Tom, have been like, yeah, but the 49ers, you know, like uh, it, there's been this sort of idea in the background of like maybe he'll still contemplate it. But Tom has been pretty steadfast in the idea that he wanted to be a part of the solution with the Bucks, which I know two people, they roll their eyes and say that there was no chance of being a part of that solution or he was going to retire. And, um, you know, whether or not people want to believe that, I guess sort of the proof is, is in his announcement today. The difference between Tom Brady with this announcement as opposed to last year at this time is what? Um, I think a proper um, – look, last year, I don't think that Tom Brady, as meticulous as everybody understands him to be when it comes to planning, he truly doesn't look past the day. Yeah, everybody hears the cliche, like, one day at a time. Brady does that almost to a fault. And I felt like last year he hadn't properly kind of put himself in the place of what's next. And he ultimately, at the end of the season, was like, man, I'm tired. I think I'm done. And he didn't take the time to reflect and understand what exactly that meant. And I think that the mistakes of last year going through that better prepared him for this time around, where he did consider what's next in terms of just mentally. And I'm not saying whether what's next is the broadcast booth or whether it's maybe minority ownership in the team. I'm talking what's next just from a mental standpoint. I am done with the game. Am I willing to accept that? This time around, I think that he is more prepared mentally to move forward. I had mentioned a couple of weeks ago, source said, you know, don't uh, jump to the conclusion that Brady and Josh McDaniels would be a marriage that would work, that it might be more of Jimmy Garoppolo and McDaniels, and that Mark Davis would be the one that would want Brady in, but it would be Josh McDaniels uh, wanting Jimmy G over Tom Brady. Your thoughts on that? Uh, I, 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 I won't go into the Jimmy G component of it, but you're absolutely right when it comes to, I think it was a very overstated narrative that Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady would look to reunite. I'm not saying that there is bad blood, but I think that it would be overstating the relationship in New England to suggest that they were just going to be like, this is it. We're going to jump back into this. And you're absolutely right. It was Mark Davis who would give his left arm to be able to have Brady as his quarterback. Ultimately though, not something, well, again, I'm not saying that Brady didn't wasn't intrigued by different possibilities. Yeah. I'm just saying that ultimately he knew 
in his heart of hearts that it was either the Bucks or retirement. But you're absolutely right. It was Mark Davis behind the scenes who would have been the one to lure Tom Brady there. If you had one question for Tom Brady right now, it'd be what? What's next? <laughs> uh, it's got to be and, TV, and you know what he doesn't would do, Dan? it? What? He would roll his eyes and he would yell at me and be like, with an F-bomb, yeah. can I just chill out for a second? <laughs> uh, if you're Fox... How do you not get him involved in the Super Bowl this year? Even, yeah, I, I mean, if, even if it's taped, Jeff, I, I mentioned I would have Brady break down the defenses, let him approach it like he's playing these defenses in the Super Bowl, and tape it. Uh, you know, almost like Kobe Bryant used to do those, those videos, those seminars, yeah. details. And, right. and just say, all right, you're going after the Eagles. What are you going after? You're going after the Chiefs. What are you going after? Or also give me what you know the pros and cons of the quarterbacks, or you know something like that. But I gotta yeah, have I mean, him in there. By the way, I also I, I honestly think even if he didn't have that Fox Fox contract waiting for him, it's the type of thing that he would probably do. He definitely embraces sort of the spotlight a little differently than he maybe did a few years ago. It, I would expect that. I think that he will look toward things like that, even if he's not going to be a lifer in the broadcast booth. Um, I think he will look towards that to be a part of the game because, and ultimately I think he'll find a way into some ownership capacity, some sort of vice president sort of role. I think he loves the idea of helping to construct an organization, but I do think though, to stay close to the game, he will take on opportunities like that. And it wouldn't surprise me if it was in this Super Bowl. I also wondered about this. Uh, I'll leave you with this, that if you said to Tom a year ago, like, did he need to go through this year? to get to this point, could he have walked away from last year, walked away from the game? He, I don't think, sometimes I, I, I hate to say this, but it's like he has to go through these types of things. I mean, I was talking to somebody who, who knows him well and, and basically described his state as just exhausted. Don't forget, he went through a divorce in the middle of this football season. And I know everybody says to me, was it really worth it for Tom to come back? That's tough to tell to the most hyper-focused, competitive person that I've ever met. Is it worth it? I don't think that he's the type to look back, but I think if he did know hindsight's twenty twenty, you know, I think he certainly would uh, would like things to maybe be a little bit different in his life, but not something that he can ultimately regret. Yeah, it's almost like he needed to go through this, as weird as that may sound, and yeah. and as punishing as it was, and you know, your family, your ex-wife, the kid. I mean. We can't understand sad, it. We can't understand yeah, it, Jeff. I, I think it's a sad ending, um, but but ultimately, I think it kind of shows us that you know life is tough for everybody, and that includes the greatest of all time. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate your time. I know you're busy today. Thanks, Tim. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. As I said, and it's not a knock on anybody that uh, you know Tom broke the story, but Jeff knows the inner workings there. Very few people actually know the inner workings behind the scenes with Tom Brady, and Jeff is certainly one of those guys. There's a lot of people speculate, but, man, that that uh, that house that Tom has is very, very small of those he lets in and, and tells them what's going on. Yeah, Paul. Going back to the last game with Brady with the Buccaneers, it felt like he was saying bye to the Buccaneers. Yeah. Remember he said bye to the media, bye to the team, blah, His blah, blah. His family was there. But nobody characterized it. it. It was like he's saying bye to this team. It's opening the floodgates for new teams. I thought that, well, I said this before, that Friday before they played the Cowboys, and I said, you know, here's one of the biggest stories nobody's covering, 
because nobody thinks it's going to happen, but it could. What if this is Tom Brady's last game? Well, nobody was going, yeah, could be. And, and I thought if I'm ESPN, I would have had a, you know, a retrospective at least prepared that this could be his last game. His mom and dad were there. I mean, it felt like it was a, a you know, thank you and good night, drive home safely, not I'm going to stop playing with the Buccaneers, I'm going to play someplace else. There was finality to it when I saw it on the field. And I didn't think that until I saw the way he reacted that I think he was saying goodbye to his football career right there in front of us. But that Friday before they played the Cowboys, I thought, nobody thinks this is his last game. What if it is? You got a new poll question? Yes. If you were Fox Sports and you have Tom Brady under contract and you could convince him to do something for Super Bowl Sunday, would you have him live on site in Los in Arizona for the long pregame show? Would you have him tape pieces like you suggested, mm-hmm. tape a bunch of analysis pieces so he doesn't have to travel and more likely to do it? Or would you do some type of impromptu second screen show with him and Gronk and celebrities a la Manning cast? I would want to make sure I put Tom in the best light if he is going to be our future number one analyst. I would, I would, I'd let him control the environment because when you go to the Super Bowl and having hosted those pregame shows, it is a long, 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 long day. And to keep up energy, be interesting, um, I would want Tom to do two or three things that he felt comfortable, and then you could do it. And he doesn't even need anybody in there with him. I would just say, Tom, we're going into the film room. Have him walk into the film room. And I want you to tell me how you're going to attack the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, this is what I see. I love this matchup here. I am really worried about Reddick. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this. And if you do this, that's going to open up this. And if you want to say, um, now I'm going to attack the Kansas City defense. He, he doesn't even have to critique the quarterbacks. I want him to tell me, what we're going to see later on that night. This is where you can win the game right here. If this happens, then Jalen Hurts is going to have a long, long evening. You know, Mahomes, this is what I'm going to, you know, they're going to try to do this. And if I'm Patrick, I do this. He looks at the skill of Jalen Hurts, what he has and what Mahomes has, and then I would attack these defenses. But I would make it so Tom is able to control the environment feel comfortable with what he sees. If he didn't do a good take, let's do it again. But I would want him to be very proud of what he's going to d- display because he, when he does those games, now you're listening to him differently. You know, w- we would listen to Brady sometimes and we go, oh, okay, he gave us something there. It, it's like when he was really honest this year about I'm going through a lot of bleep. And you're like, whoa, 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 okay. Now it got real. You know, he lost weight. I mean, it, you were watching a reality show. Your, your supermodel is divorcing you. you got kids. Uh, do you want to stay? You're losing weight. You're losing games. You're playing every week. you got to meet with the media. There's a lot going on here. And it was a reality show right in front of us. But I would want to put Brady into a positive light there that he would feel good about it. And, you know, once he starts doing these games... I mean, nobody cared what Tony Romo was saying until he started doing games. Then everybody had an opinion on Tony Romo. Greg Olson, nobody cared about what he said when he was a Panther. Now you care. And he, you know, Drew Brees, when he was trying to do this, nobody cared. And then all of a sudden you cared. 
and then everybody has an opinion. I mean, Tony Romo went top of the mountain. All of a sudden, you know, he's headed down the mountain. Greg Olson, who would have thought? Man, that guy's the best uh, color analyst. Okay. Now Tom Brady's going to come in there. And it's a tough job. It really is. Because you you have to be able to do it um, where you'll, you'll see something, say something, get the hell out. You have to help your, you know, that's why Jim Nance does an unbelievable job with Romo because Romo is, you know, he's not polished in that way. You know, you're, you, you've got a horse that you can't put a saddle on. But, you know, that horse can get you places. It just sometimes would be like, I don't know, Jim, what do you think they should do? They should, I, I wouldn't be going for this. Then they go forward, fourth and six. Here's Burrow and Jamar Chase. First, I mean, that's what happens. Who saw that coming, Jim? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're, you're, you're just, Jim's got to go, okay, Tony, say what you got to say. All right, hurry up and say it. And then, you know, they play clock down to one. Burrow gets it off over to Jamar Chase. I didn't see that one happening, Jimmy. I didn't. And, I didn't. You know, and you're like, wow. Okay. But Brady, I don't know what kind of energy he has. I don't know how interested he's going to be, excited he's going to be to watch somebody else play a game that he probably thinks, I'm still good enough to be out there. I should be out. In fact, I'm going back out there. I'm announcing my unretirement. Yes, Todd. Is he going to have any desire to say, let's go, and so he gets the first down on third and two? I don't think so. There was one game, playoff game, where Brady was running right towards me. I was in the end zone. And uh, I don't know. I think it was the Super Bowl. But he was running right towards me. And I'm just standing there. We were doing pregame stuff for NBC. And he runs, and he's right next to me. And he goes, let's go! <laughs> he's right, right in my face. And I was like... You thought it was specifically to you? Like, yes, let's go to dinner where? after the game? Where? Where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> let's go where? Uh, all right, let me take a break. Oh, Seton O'Connor's going to call us from the road. More phone calls coming up right after this. Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I was busy on this date, 2015, handing out the Super Bowl trophy. Patriots beat the Seahawks, Malcolm Butler. I was there 2009. Santonio Holmes got the touchdown reception as the Steelers beat the Cardinals. Uh, let's see, any other, uh, Adam Vinatieri on this date? I was there for that Super Bowl. I'm getting some Super Bowl coverage today because I gave uh, Brady the Super Bowl a couple of times, uh, down through the years there. Get a little, I'm checking out the hair, you know, how am I looking? And I don't care, you know, everybody's noticing Brady there with the Super Bowl trophy. I'm like, all right, decent color combination, shirt and tie. Yeah, Paul. I remember one year they had the front page of the Super Bowl, it was Tom Brady getting the Super Bowl trophy, and they cut you out of it. Yes. But if you look, there was a reflection of you in the Super Bowl trophy, <laughs> and we zoomed in on it. <laughs> yeah, because the other networks didn't want to show me up there. They're like, you know, and then I'd go, wait, you're showing Jim Nance? Come on. There's Bradshaw there. But uh, what a great honor, though, to hand out that Super Bowl trophy. But chaos, like you would not believe when that game ended, from the time it ended to the time they got the podium up there to the time they handed out the trophy, and it felt like it was about two minutes total. I mean, it took about ten minutes, but talk about a rush. I mean, that's when you're like, this is live, live, and it's 100 million people watching that. Not that they're remembering me. You just don't want them to remember you for something stupid that you said. Yeah, Paul. I, I remember watching you guys get set up for it. We were watching, and Brady gets up by you. Do you and Tom have even a briefest of conversation before they throw to you? I think I uh, usually talk to the commissioner. Well, I've spoken to the commissioner more on the podium than I have on my radio show. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything more than 10 seconds. Yes, yes. He'll be like, uh, are you going to introduce me? I said, yeah, yeah. I'll do this, and I'll do that, and then you do, and then... But, but I didn't say, like, hey, uh, can you join us at, uh, like, 1025 tomorrow on the show? Nothing like that. But, uh, yeah, the commissioner was uh, – he wanted to make sure that I was handling everything and that I was holding the microphone. Like, all the small things that you wouldn't – you know, we had a small talk up there. But, Brady, I just said, hey, congratulations. Uh, oh, look who's joining us. Seton O'Connor on the road. 
Let's guess where Seton is. Okay, I'm looking in the background. I got some snow there. Oh, you got it framed. Mm-hmm. You got the frame with the sprinter van over your shoulder. Hello, details. <laughs> okay. in the details. All right, Paulie. Looking at that backdrop, I, that looks like Davenport, Iowa. Oh, wow. Seton O'Connor is Fritzy where? Ames, Iowa. Ames, Iowa. Marvin? Iowa City, Iowa. Iowa City. Uh, I'll go I- Des Moines. I'm going to give you guys a, a more visual clue. You're in Chicago? We're still in Chicago! <laughs> Wait! Uh-oh. You, you screwed up the timeline here. No, no, no. I think we're getting to uh, Des Moines tonight. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting to Des Moines tonight. Did, did you get roughed up at all last night? Uh, no, I had a couple of beverages, but I was responsible. Oh. I was responsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did okay. Okay. I'm going to save that for when we get to uh, Scottsdale, and I'm not worried about driving for hours. Okay. All right. And uh, you went through South Bend. You got to see one of our uh, our big uh, sponsors, Tire Rack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent the day with uh, the Tire Rack fellas. Uh, they were awesome. Took us out to lunch uh, on the South, uh, Notre Dame campus at Legends. Uh, gave us a tour of the campus. We shot some cool stuff at the uh, uh, Compton family ice rink there, uh, which is going to be pretty fun. Um, what? the place man south bend is awesome the yeah. notre dame campus is just exceptional yeah well last time we were yeah. there was the usc notre dame game yeah yeah and so you remember uh when we were there the stadium was still under construction but i mean obviously that's been finished it's a it's a hell of a renovation what are you doing in chicago today uh we're just about to take off uh we're heading to uh des moines uh the people there have been awesome so far the pd of uh our affiliate there uh 1460 a.m KX and O uh, has been awesome. He's been super helpful. So we're going to get there. I'm going to go to the station, I think, uh, hop on with Murph and Andy, the uh, afternoon show there, and then uh, probably hit up a bunch of breweries or local mm. establishments, mm. going to uh, Drake, Northern Iowa tonight. So it should be awesome. It's going to be a fun day. You went to the Bulls last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clippers, Bulls. Mm-hmm. Were you forced to go by gunpoint, or did uh, you want to go? <laughs> no, it's like, hey, you're in town. Let's check out a game. Uh, you know, I wish some more free throws were hit towards the end of it. I think the crowd would have enjoyed that a little more. Exactly, uh, and- but it's okay. And where did you go to dinner? Uh, we ate there actually at the game. Oh, okay. Oh, it's one yeah, of the best by restaurants. By the time we got, it is, it is concessions. It's called. Yeah. It's called concessions. It's very exclusive. You can only get it here. Yeah, everybody goes um, to Chicago because they want to go to a Bulls game to eat. Yeah, yeah. I, they have great chicken fingers there. Yeah. You know what? It's like by the time you get out of the van, and it was like thirty minutes before the game, we were like, "Let's just go to the game. Let's just get some food." All right. Well, uh, keep sending the cards and letters there. Uh, is the French kid yeah. French kid still with you? He's he's hanging on. Okay. He's hanging on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, great to see you, Seed. Yeah, good to see you guys. And uh, Alan, we miss you. No, right. Alan, member of the management at iHeartRadio. He lasted ninety minutes, and then they kicked him to the curb. <laughs> <laughs> they kicked him to the curb. The road to Super Week is brought to you by Full Sail University, the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. New classes starting every month. Yeah, going to uh, Desmone after uh, the pit stop in Chicago. Yeah, Paul. You know, you do have to explain the backstory of Desmone, the, the flight we were taking to Chicago. I think. You and I years ago. Yes, we were. We were taking. We went from uh, Westchester, New York, White Plains Airport, and I remember we got on the plane and we're going into Chicago. And the flight attendant, young flight attendant, 
you know, and they get, the, you know, get on the, the PA and, uh, you know, got to put your seat and tray in the uplight rock, uh, rock position. And uh, we are going to go into uh, O'Hare and then we are on our way to Desmona. <laughs> <laughs> and I and she's right next to me. And I, I and I felt bad for her. And, and and I'm I'm laughing, you know we're laughing and 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 I said you know I, I go it's 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 Des Moines, it's Des Moines. She goes oh my god, she, but she said and uh, then we'll be going uh, to Desmonet and I <laughs> I think she even gave it a plural yes Desmonets. It's like it had Z's on it. We'll be going and she did this little pause as she ran. She goes and onto Desmonets <laughs> and man. <laughs> Oh, thank God she was good looking. Yeah. How many times have you said that in your life? Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, funny they never said that about me, though. <laughs> thank God he's good looking. Desmonets. All right, uh, we'll get phone calls coming up. Final hour on the way. Our good buddy, Marcellus Wiley, get his thoughts on all the news here. Broncos and that trade with the Saints to get their head coach. And the Texans are getting D'Amico Ryans. And Tom Brady is calling it quits. In that order. No, Todd is just desperate to talk about the Broncos. Just don't say Sean Payton's fixing Russell Wilson. Do not. <laughs> he gets so upset. Final hour on the way right after this. One more item as we close out hour two as the big game approaches. Maybe you're thinking about when you played the sport. All those highlights, all those memories, photographs, the glory days. Well, you can bring them back to life with the help of Legacy Box. From your first football game recorded on film or VHS to film you sent to recruiters in hopes of somebody noticing you. Well, those recorded moments, often on analog media, aren't easy to view or share. Legacy Box is the simplest, safest way to preserve those moments and show your family just how good you used to be. All of those great moments, Pop Warner, oh, look at me in Little League there, hitting a home run. All of the great things that you did, and now you can share those memories. Instead, they're probably wasting away in some closet, not even sure where they are. Gather them all up together, put them in the Legacy Box. They're running an exclusive $9 videotape sale regularly, around $27 to $30 for my listeners. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Patrick. Relive the glory days. LegacyBox.com slash Patrick. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.